You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Wouldn't you love to see one of these NFL owners when somebody disrespects our flag? to say, get that son of a bitch off the field right now, out, he's fired. He's fired! Maybe I'm crazy, but the president just gave the stone-cold stunner to the Sticks to Sports movement. The old people's elbow. Welcome to the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. Hey. I'm Joy Taylor, that's Brandon Newman. Say some noises. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, that's Brandon Newman's. That's Brandon Newman's sounds. Uh, we'll hear from him again in a little bit. Hopefully, we'll actually have words this time. Um, <laughs> we've got a lot to get to. Uh, some things happened this weekend. Just a few minor things uh, around the world, uh, maybe involving a president or mm-hmm. or two. Uh, we're gonna get to loser power rankings, which are very special this week, uh, close to my heart. In or out? Uh, Odell doing Odell things. Dwayne Wade is definitely going to break what's left of my heart. <laughs> Uh, that seems to be on the board. LeBron's being mad petty. Mad petty. Hella petty. Hella petty LeBron. Um, and some some things happened this weekend, which I think we should get into right now. Donald Trump decided to um, take on the entire sports world, uh, starting with a rally. We're still doing rallies, huh? So he's doing a rally in, uh, in Alabama. And uh, he, he, he gave that nice piece that we heard at the beginning of the podcast where he decided to call uh, NFL players that protest sons of bitches. Which seems aggressive, you know, uh, a little out of line for the, you know, leader of our country. But he decided to go there, so uh, he did that, and then he decided to take back an invitation from the Warriors to come to the White House because Steph said he wasn't coming. So he was like, "Well, you're not gonna come. You're not invited anyway." So yes, he did adult. that, and then LeBron responded, and most of the sports world responded, and then we got to the NFL. Which we knew there was going to be a response. Not really sure what was going to happen. Last night, Jerry Jones and the Cowboys all decided to take a knee. But before the national anthem, so we're taking a knee in unity, but mm-hmm. not in protest. Nope. We're not protesting. Let's be clear. We're just, we're just getting kneeling so we can say that we could kneel. But it's not actually about the protests because we respect the flag and the anthem in the military, right. um, which is Jerry's whole bit. So there's a lot happening. There's... A million different angles, and each team did kind of their own version of a response to this. Some people who were already kneeling just continued to kneel or sit. There's, there's a ton of different angles to this, but for me, it comes down to three things. First of all, if you had a problem with the stick to sports movement, as I mentioned earlier, that's over. That's just, just kiss that notion goodbye. Let it go. Just free yourself of those those burdens because when the president decides to weigh in and call a group of men sons of bitches you that's over you now we have to get involved you have to defend yourself you're calling out billionaire owners that's that's over with so if you if you wanted to complain about how you don't have your i don't have my nfl sunday anymore (laughs) i just want to watch football man well you can take your complaints right on down to the White House because he's the highest ranking politician in this country and he decided to get involved. So Mm -hmm. it's over. That's gone. So just kiss that notion goodbye, first of all. Second, it's gotten to a point for me where you just just have to pick a side. 
And that's unfortunate because we, we are really divided on a lot of things. But when it comes down to this particular issue, you're on one side or the other. Yeah. And, and my hope is that uh, you'll, come, you'll come to the woke side. But, you know, I, I can't demand that of people. Right. So I'm going to just try and educate you instead. So that's, that's, that's second. And third, I really am tired of talking about the flag and the anthem and the military mm-hmm. and you're disrespecting the troops and you're disrespecting the flag and you're not patriotic and go back to where you came from. If that's what you're leading with with this conversation, I honestly don't even want to talk to you. I'm going to be intolerant of your intolerance. I'm done with you. I just don't want to have the conversation anymore. It's a, it's a waste of my time and energy. And quite frankly, I just you're focusing on the wrong thing. What this all boils down to is Colin Kaepernick took a knee during the national anthem 14 months ago, mm-hmm. wherever it was, yep. to bring attention and awareness to people of color who were being killed or abused by the police with no repercussion or with very little repercussion. He's bringing attention to that. That's what this is all about. All the noise, all the Jerry Jones mm-hmm. and the unity and the linking arms and the the 150 players kneeling and the sons of bitches and the president and the flag and the anthem just like all this it's just, just all this noise mm-hmm. and it's been completely forgotten that that's what it's about so if you want to have a conversation which i really hope that's what happens this week now that all this has happened i hope that we get back to that and a lot of people are starting to you know get to that drumbeat of like wait a minute where did this all go sports illustrated has a cover out now and Roger Goodell is on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Uh, yeah. Michael Bennett. Mm-hmm. There's like, I don't know, call it nine athletes on the cover. And where's Kaepernick? There's no, where's Colin Kaepernick? The narrative has been hijacked from the beginning. Like how long was the narrative actually what it was supposed to be about? Well, that that's the point. And, and the reason is because he did it during the national anthem, which mm-hmm. many people feel is a sacred moment or have been conditioned into thinking it was a sacred moment if you've ever been to a sporting event you know this is not a sacred moment it's not there's people getting popcorn and beer going to the bathroom i actually remember i was at the all-star game in san diego and i remember hearing the national anthem and i was walking through the concourse Mm -hmm. and it hit me like oh the national anthem's playing should i stop walking because I'm just like going to my seat. Right. This and MLB, right? The, yes. the Major League. Yeah. Major League Baseball game. Yeah. So I just stopped. I was like, I, I don't know. I guess, yeah, maybe I'll just stop walking. Right? Did they stop? No. The other dude was still getting his, his, his you know, baseball cap full of ice cream yeah. right over there. Everyone's still doing their thing. Yeah. Nobody else is paying attention to this. Do you know why? Because that's what happens. We've got this idea that this is like a solemn moment where everybody comes together. And sometimes it is. And believe me, I, I, I like the national anthem. I think yeah. it's, I think it's a great moment. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's also not more important than people's lives. Right. And the fact that you have to say that, and that's like a hot take is crazy. Cause it's, it's a song it's not, is not more important than people's lives. It's not a hot take, but that's what I'm saying. I'm done talking about that. I'm done talking about disrespect for the anthem and disrespect for the flag and that whole conversation. I don't even want to have it anymore. I'm an American just like you. All right. I, I, I love the stars and stripes. I love this country. Mm-hmm. I'm also allowed to say that it's has, has some flaws. You know who else said that um, America had some flaws? He's this guy. Uh, his name's Donald Trump. He's the president of the United States. I've he ran an entire campaign on a phrase Make America great again is literally his whole campaign slogan was to improve the state of America. 
Mm-hmm. Why is it okay for him to run a campaign based on that? You make the you got you got the, you got the stupid hats. Got you got the, the whole thing going. You got yeah. I, I got it. You got the slogan down mm-hmm. right. Very easy to remember. Got it. Why is that okay? But when Colin Kaepernick says, "I want to improve the quality of life for people who are being abused by police officers," that's not okay. Let me know when it when it works. So that's where we are right now. It's yeah. you, you're you're not supposed to protest during the national anthem because it's disrespectful. But you're allowed to call this country not great, and that's not disrespectful. There's so much confusion. There's so much opinion. Everybody has an opinion on it. I feel like you shouldn't talk bad about the military. Nobody's talking bad about the military. There's nobody, Nobody's paying attention to the actual thing. Get back to the actual point that Colin Kaepernick was making in right. the first place. And therein lies the problem. Mm-hmm. Because from the beginning, it's an uncomfortable conversation to have. If it's not something that you've lived... Look, I'm not going to assume anything about your life, Brandon, but I've lived it. Yeah. I have brothers and I have uncles mm-hmm. and I have a grandparent and I have nephews and I have friends. And I've gotten that phone call. I've been in that car. Yeah. I mean, you can. it's sad that you can judge by someone's color of their skin. You can assume correctly that they've had to deal with the things that Colin Kaepernick is protesting against. Sure, sure. So... Is that a fear of mine? Of course it is. Mm-hmm. And if you can't relate to that because your response is, well, you know, you should just do what the police say. Okay. What if I do do what the police say and they still shoot me? Well, you shouldn't be in that situation. I shouldn't be driving my car down the street. Right. What situation? I, I shouldn't get a flat tire and call for the police. People have been shot for that. I shouldn't be a 12-year-old in a park. People have been shot for that. Let me know what I'm supposed to do. And the point is, have some empathy, but because it's not going to happen to you, you're avoiding the conversation entirely. And I get it. It's an uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. But here's the bottom line. You can have that conversation and still be pro-police. I very much appreciate the police. Yeah. I don't want to be a police officer. I respect what they do. Your father is in law enforcement. Yeah. He was a, he was a homicide detective in Detroit my entire life, and he told us at a very young age, be careful with police officers. Be be safe what you do. Like he knew the handbook because he literally knew the handbook. So he was able to tell us exactly what not to do. And that's why I think that we've been able to avoid it, my family. But like a black police officer shouldn't have to tell his black children, be careful of us. Right. But that's that's just the reality of it. And that's the conversation that nobody wants to have. And it's not anti-police. I appreciate the police. I want there to be police. Mm-hmm. All Colin is asking for and all this original movement was about was let's have a conversation with the police, with the community, with our kids Mm -hmm. and try and figure out a way that we can change policy. So there is justice for when things go wrong and an unarmed person is killed. There's repercussions for that so that the community feels safe, you know, law abiding citizens. And how about this? Even not law abiding citizens, because the police are not the judge, jury and executioner. There's a whole thing called a justice system. You're supposed to get your day in court. That's taken away from you. That's not how it works. And that's the whole conversation. And I get it. It's super uncomfortable. Your your energy gets all, you're like, it's icky. I get it. And if it's not your experience, I get it even more. You feel like you're saying, I don't back up the police or I don't want police in my community. That's not what anyone's saying. But nobody's talking about that. And it's the biggest shell game ever. Every time it comes up, well, okay, sure, you know, it's equality, but the flag, bro. Like, cool, I see the flag. Yeah, all right, right there. And the flag represents this. Mm-hmm. And over and over again, military members say, well, 
you know, I, I, I didn't fight for that. I fought for the freedoms. And, and look, I'm not speaking for all military members. Some, I'm sure, are offended by what Colin Kaepernick is doing. But I'm just asking you to stop being so offended, stop being so triggered by everything that's happening, and maybe just, just listen. Because you have to pick a side. And that's what, that's what happened with the Steelers this week. The Steelers, as soon as they said they were going to stay in the yeah. tunnel, I was like, this, is, this goes badly. Like, mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't. I grew up in Pittsburgh. I know how that town is. It, it's a blue-collar city. People are going to have real serious opinions about this type of stuff. They stayed in the, in the tunnel. Mike Tomlin was talking about he wanted to protect people that had opinions and didn't have opinions. And you could just tell they weren't aligned on what happened. And mm-hmm. then Villanueva was seen somewhat out of the tunnel. Yep. It, it just it went so badly. Ben Roethlisberger's backing off of it. The Roonies are sending out letters. It's just anybody who's in the middle at this point, you can't do that anymore. You can't ride the fence anymore. You have to pick a side. So I just want everybody to get back to the conversation of why he kneeled in the first place. That's where I am right now. And if you don't want to have that conversation, if you want to talk about the flag and you want to talk about the military, I come from a military family. My grandfather was in the military for 30 years. Right. My uncle was in the military forever. My other grandfather, my other uncles, my sister's in the military right now. My cousin's in the military right now. I, I, I get it. I very much respect what the military does. Of course, they, they're they're making the ultimate sacrifice, but it's not about the military. It has, it, it's, why it's are we never, even having this discussion? How did it even crazy. get, how did the military even get mentioned in this? And you know why? Because the NFL brings out the giant flag mm-hmm. and they, they have the, the planes going over and they honor the military members, which is great. But now all of a sudden, you know, Bob Costas put it perfectly, that there is like this veiled patriotism now associated with the flag where the flag only represents the military, and it doesn't. It represents the whole country. Let, let's listen to Bob for a second. Patriotism comes in many forms, and what has happened is that it's been conflated with, with kind of a bumper sticker kind of flag waving and with the military only, so that people cannot see that in his own way, Colin Kaepernick, however imperfectly, is doing a patriotic thing. And so too are some of these other players. So Bob Costas, American treasurer, obviously, Amazing. Um, put it pretty, pretty simply. That's that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. And these guys got called sons of bitches and they reacted. And once again, the narrative is now spinning away from what Colin Kaepernick was actually talking about. And now it's about defending yourself. And look, if you call me a son of a bitch, you're. Well, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but you're also to me, right. if you're yes. I'm a guy, you call me a son of a bitch. Yes, yeah. You're insulting my mother, first of all. Which like you don't get to do, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's derogatory, it's disrespectful, and it's coming from the highest the office of this country. Just it, there, there's there's no class involved, so of course all these teams are going to react. But then it, in them reacting, they're taking away from the message again. Yes. So message you've got everybody again. holding, linking arms, which like is cute. You know, I don't I don't want to tell someone how they should defend themselves or when they need to wake up, mm-hmm. you know, but it it didn't feel like I expected to wake up on Sunday morning and every black NFL player was kneeling. Just try me, bro. 70% of the league. I dare you to fire all of us. Mm-hmm. You can fire Leonard Fournette. Okay. Yeah. Do that. Good luck. Do it. See what happens. Because the owner's not doing that. No, they're not doing that. They're not. They're literally not doing that. So at all, I expected to see every, every black NFL player kneeling. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to judge how you handle that situation, but I didn't feel like the teams that linked arms together were doing anything more than showing that we're standing with each other against Trump. It wasn't, it wasn't a moment where I was like, yeah, okay, 
this is where things shift. It was it was right. a powerful day. A lot of things happened. Uh, everyone was involved in one way or another. But to me, seeing the Oakland Raiders, yeah, sitting on the bench, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, they're not, they're not to be bleeped with. Right. Those men mm-hmm. are not here for this. But to me, what happens is next week. A lot of stuff happened. Everybody linked arms. Everyone was real upset. You right. know, I don't like being called a son of a bitch. Sean Kaiser, I'm not a son of a bitch. All right, well, what happens next week? That'll be the true test of all of all of this change and all of this protest and all of this this stirring of the pot. Did you really actually get awoken to what's happening right now, yeah. or did you just get called son of a, a son of a bitch? But why do you think the linking of the arms? Like, why is that not good enough for you? Because it's not about the protests. It's not about what Colin Kaepernick is, is protesting. It's about responding to Trump, which is right. fine. Yeah, but don't yeah. confuse the two. Because exactly. again, it's just more. It's just more in the pot. Like throw this mm-hmm. in and that, and the linking arms and the unity. Like no, it, there's still confusion. What it is? What is it that you're saying? What is it that you care about? Yeah, it's distracting from the main message. Right, and like I said, you're not gonna call me a son of a bitch to get away with it. Mm-hmm. But are you doing this because that happens and now you've been changed? Are you doing it because that happened and you're insulted? Right, and you want to stand up for yourself? Or are you doing it because now you realize what Colin Kaepernick was actually doing? And then there's the other side of it too, where a lot of people were being really critical of Ray Lewis, people mm-hmm. being really critical of the owners for being down there. You know, I'm kind of being critical of him now. Yeah. But where I am with it is, okay, Ray had a lot to say about Colin Kaepernick. He was very all over the place in his message, was yeah. obviously very involved in the situation with him possibly being signed. With the Ravens. With the Ravens. Mm-hmm. And as soon as everyone saw him kneeling, people were very critical of it. Like, wait a minute, now you want to be involved? Yeah. I'm okay with it. Be involved. Neil. Now let's see what happens after this. The, yeah. the owners, go down. Link, link arms with your players. Now let's see what you do after this. But, because it's not for me to judge when someone comes to the light. It's not for you to judge. Right. You can make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You can misspeak. You can do damage. That's all fine. If we're not trying to educate people and change their heart, what is it that we're doing? We're all just here yelling at each other? Yeah. If okay. someone decides to get involved, when they get, decide to get involved and why they decide to get involved shouldn't really necessarily matter. Sometimes it takes people more. They don't come from the same place as you do. No. So I, I, I feel like everyone is screaming at each other and nobody's paying attention to the bottom line. But that part of it to me is where some sort of reflection on the side that I'm on because right. I'm doing the same thing. You know, are you linking arms? Like, what does that mean? Like, right. oh, now all of a sudden you want to get involved. And I had to take a step back. Like, wait a minute. Maybe it is the bottom line. Like maybe it is the billionaires being told by another billionaire what he should do with his money and his employees and his brands that made him go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like I had no problem with what you said about Mexicans. I don't have a problem with what you said about women. I didn't have a problem with what you said about all this other stuff. <sighs> yeah. But now you're talking about my money and now you're talking about my employees and you're talking about a business that I, I built from the ground up or I inherited from my family. Mm-hmm. Like this matters to me and now you're going to tell me what to do with it. Hold up. So, look, is that admirable? No. Right. But maybe it was the thing that shook them. Like, oh, wait a minute. Now I see what all you poor people have been talking about no, this whole time. I, listen, I'm I'm unfortunately in the same camp. I'm in the just waking up camp. And it wasn't the money or any of those situations. It's that, the, it's that Trump came at football. Trump came at the NFL. And 
I thought it was completely off bounds and uncalled for. And I'm upset with myself that ignoring all those terrible things that he's done in the past, I've I've decided to put blinders on for that. But now he's coming at football and this man can actually be disruptive and dangerous to the way I the what I love about America the most. Now I'm in it. And now I'm in it. And I, I hope no one judges me for not being Oh, no, in people are going to judge you for sure. You should know okay, that. Okay, yeah, of um, course, yeah. They're definitely going to judge guys. you. But look, I, I was not a political person up until really this election. Like, mm-hmm. I voted, obviously. I voted as soon as I could vote. I always vote. Right. Because I think it's important. But paying attention to uh, politics particularly was not my, my bit. Like, I mm-hmm. care about sports and having fun. So when you become aware of what's going on, happens at different points in different people's lives sometimes it doesn't happen until they're very old and look does that make you a good person or a bad person I don't know I'm not I'm not here to judge all of that all I'm saying is the reason why somebody woke up to what's happening in the world shouldn't matter it's that they woke up right now look they may have had all these sins before and they need to fix those but the whole point of having these conversations is so that we can get people enlightened to the suffering of others and if if we see from them because I see better than I hear, to quote the great Shannon Sharp. Mm-hmm. If we see from them that they're doing things to move in that direction, I'm not saying trust it. I'm saying watch it. I'm not trusting Jerry Jones. That wasn't a protest. It was, right. a, it was a sign of unity. Right. Cute. What happens next week? Yeah. Do you think all the players like wanted to do that? Like, like a unified? Because I understand in the NFL – and on college football teams, any teams in general, they're putting the team's message over theirs, sure. which is selfless and how you're supposed to do things if you're in the NFL. But as you said, next week's going to be really interesting when it's not about promoting a unified front against what Trump said in his comments. It's about trying to wrangle this thing back to the actual message that in the genesis of all of this. It's an uncomfortable conversation to have, and I get it. And I'm happy to have it with anybody who actually wants to have that conversation. But like I said, to wrap it all up, Trump has completely eliminated the ability to stick to sports, which is Mm -hmm. a stupid notion to begin with, but fine. Like, people say it, so let's clear it up. Mm -hmm. Can't do that anymore. Like, he has inserted himself in it. Since Friday night, he tweeted 24 times about the NFL. He's tweeted about Puerto Rico four times. Real life, though, I would really prefer that you not talk about the NFL, not because I don't want you to. I'll tell you what. How about this? I have a compromise for you, Mr. President. Yes, sir. You don't talk about the NFL or the NBA or anything frivolous anymore, and I will stick to sports. How about that? Is that a deal? You focus (laughs) on Puerto Rico, the (laughs) 3.6 million people that don't have power and water and, uh, and, and basic life necessities, a humanitarian crisis with American citizens. Why don't you worry about that, and I will stick to sports. You know, it's a safe bet. It's not going to happen. I think it's a very fair deal. It's a fair deal that will never come to fruition. Fine, but the point is, he's ruined stick to sports for anyone who was, like, beating that drum, let right. that go. You're mm-hmm. done with that instrument. I don't want to hear about the flag and the anthem and the military anymore. It's a distraction from a, a very uncomfortable conversation, but the actual conversation. So if you're bringing that to me, I know you don't actually want to have the conversation about improving relationships between police officers and people of color. So, like, don't want to have that conversation with you. And moving forward, pick a side. Stop being on the fence. Yeah. And I'm talking to the athletes, too. I understand it. You're putting your career on the line. I understand the sacrifices you're making. But if you look 50 years from now, you want to be telling your grandkids that this was all going on. And, and trust me, there, there's, there's some bleep going on here. Right? right? I think we all know this is happening. Mm-hmm. Right? History repeats itself. This is where we are. All right? 60 years ago or something was the, the Little Rock Nine. 
Look where we are right now. Crazy. It just repeats itself. So mm -hmm. maybe we just try and get a little better. If you don't, if you if you don't feel comfortable being labeled as somebody who's on the wrong side of history, if that bothers you, maybe you should look at what it is you're doing. Nobody's right. Nobody's perfect. Everyone hasn't figured it all out. But stop screaming at each other and figure out what it is you're actually mad about. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Wake up. Stay woke. That being said, um, all this is very important. Mm -hmm. But it's really just a shell game to distract us from what's actually happening. Because, you know, they're like, it's North Korea. Oh, yes. You know, I can't tell what's going to happen with that. I'm not sure. Yeah, there's things going there's on. There's things going on over there. Big things. Uh, there's like a Russia probe, I think, still available yes. on the board. Mm -hmm. um, there were some private emails being used in the White House. I thought that Which was a thing ironic. that we'd established we didn't want to deal with. Yes. Um, apparently, it's, that's, all, that's also back on the board. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned earlier, Puerto Rico is having some trouble. A lot of things. Um, yeah. And actually, there's a Republican primary vote at, for that rally that he was at. Alabama. Um, right. So culture war is really big mm -hmm. for swaying things and, dis and distractions. So, you know, we're all really just like suckers. It's just a shiny ball we're playing with. Of course, yeah. But <laughs> just playing yeah. in the game. You know. <laughs> you know. Nothing big deal. No, no big deal. Like I said, a few things happened this weekend. Not really a big deal. Right. It's minor, minor stuff. Um, very smooth transition mm. out of that. Thank you for, for hearing me out on that very heavy heavy subject thank you for sharing it was a lot right yeah it was heavy it was a lot i mm -hmm. hope i enlightened some people maybe not we'll see we'll find out twitter will let me know anyway <laughs> maybe i'm crazy is a new show mm -hmm. another new show at fox sports first things first with my friend nick wright and my friend chris carter and yeah. i don't know jenna wolf personally but she's a new friend also um and that is at 6 30 eastern right before the other show that i work on undisputed mm -hmm. uh comes right on before us on fs1 so make sure you check them out and also check out their podcasts on all the podcast forms as well Okay, it's time for inner out. In or out, got an inner out. What am I inner out on? Joy, obviously the Bulls bought out Dwayne Wade's contract. He is looking for a new home in the NBA. Mm -hmm. He could either go to Miami, search and search for a statue, like you said, or Go hang out and play basketball and ring chase with his friend LeBron. You in or out on Dwayne Wade going to Cleveland. So Woj has reported that he is close to committing with Cleveland, which breaks my heart in a million pieces because when Woj reports something, it's usually like 99.9% correct, yeah, which makes life. me really sad. Mm -hmm. Look, I, I can't, I'm not going to be able to absorb it if he actually goes to Cleveland. Uh, everything I believe in uh, is over. So I, I, Friendship, I, I just, loyalty. I, I, I'm not going to recover from it. Dwayne Wade is the best athlete in Miami sports history. I mean, you can you can argue Dan Marino, but Wade has the championships. Yeah. So it's it's Wade County, and that's not available anymore. I, I look. I have sources that say he will still <laughs> get his statue if he yes. goes to Cleveland. Uh, but. Heat fans are going to be pissed if he does this, and I'm not going to be able to recover from it. it the whole thing just makes me sad. Just co just go back to Miami, all right? If you're listening, Dwayne Wade, listen to the sound <laughs> of my voice. Go back to Miami. We love you. Please don't go to Cleveland. Cleveland sucks, all right? It's awful there. It's cold. They have snow. They have very weird bugs. Weird okay? bugs. Weird yes. bugs. Copy that. Weird bugs. Okay. All right. Don't go to Cleveland. Come listen to Miami. To Joy. Listen to Miami Joy. Miami also actually has weird bugs too, but it's paradise. Different so. weird bugs. Right. That's Please fair. go back to Miami. Don't go to Cleveland. <laughs> okay. Moving on. After scoring his first touchdown against the Eagles, Odell Beckham decided to celebrate, mm -hmm. acting like a dog, did what dogs do at fire hydrants. Yes. They sniffed and them. And everyone is, everyone's having an issue with this. Are you in or out on Odell's celebration? 
Uh, I'm out on it. And I love Odell Beckham Jr. I I get it. And he's a superstar. Mm -hmm. And I love diva receivers. And I love their antics. And I just think the NFL is better when you have guys like Odell in it who are just extra and entertaining. Entertaining. Mm -hmm. But you got to throw the flag on the P thing. And and I know he tried to spin it afterwards. Like it's a reaction to Donald Trump. Like, okay, I, I don't get it. So are you accepting the insult or what What are you saying here? Are you, I, there's no defiance in right. it. His second gesture where he mm-hmm. put the black power fist up is different entirely. But then the first one kind of yes. negated it. the second one. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. I, I love Odell. Um, Giants are on three, which is just amazing. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out on that particular you know, celebration. celebration. Yes. Okay, that's fair. Okay, now this one almost blew up the rundown. Right, Rick Flair is doing a thirty for thirty, and film was while filming released that he has had sex with over ten thousand women in his lifetime. Joy, are you in or out on Rick Flair's math? Uh on the math, uh, I think I think I have to be in on it. I think I'm in on it because you know Wilt Chamberlain said that he slept with twenty thousand women. Right. So. I mean that's just half. That, that's possible, right? So Ooh. if if Will can if we can What's believe, first of all, do you yeah. believe that Will Chamberlain slept with twenty thousand women? While I, right? Exactly. Okay. So if that's the case, then Ric Flair could have easily slept with ten thousand women, and the math on it is one hundred and eighty-eight per year or three point six per week. One hundred and eighty-eight per year? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's definitely doable. Doable, totally. Three point yeah. six per week is doable. Right. He travels to different cities every three days. Right. This it's is a nature like the, boy. The closing point, the, the the closing part of it is not the problem, right? It's the right. availability of the actual humans, right. right? So if you're traveling, then that's that's totally doable because we right. know Ric Flair closes. Ric Flair be closing. However, however, if you do a little research, it gets weird because he was married from 1971 to 2014. Mm. So it's like, ah, how that happened though? Yeah, I people think- have arrangements. Right. I'm not judging. I'm not yes. here to judge. It's not what I do. Actually, I judge a lot, but I'm not judging right, Ric Flair. I'm not judging Ric Flair. I think, I think if, if uh, all the husbands that took their wives out to see Ric Flair in WrestleMania and then she had to go out with their friends that night, double check. <laughs> Everyone go double check. <laughs> They're rethinking now? Yeah. I feel like that's a good one to have Just on your resume, check. right? Uh, Ric yeah. Flair's a man. Come on. Yeah. Oh, the, no, no, no. He yeah. had the hair going? Yeah, you would get a tattoo after finding out that information of Ric Flair on your body. Do I, I get that so. tattoo? Right. I don't know. I'm just I'm okay with all of it, and I I think I buy the math because if you buy Wilt's math, you got to buy Ric Flair's math. Yeah. So I'm in on it. Exactly. Good for you, Ric Flair. And I won't back down. All right, moving on to Queen Petty. You're the queen of all things petty. Mm-hmm. Who's getting it today? Oh, it's LeBron. LeBron. Course, LeBron is getting it today. Yes. Uh, so look, LeBron is obviously very calculated. Everything yes. that he says has meaning. He doesn't just go up for media day for his press conference like i'm gonna wing it today i don't know what i'm gonna get asked about let me just see what comes out that's Mm -hmm. not how lebron rolls every word that comes out of his mouth is calculated to his credit and i give lebron a lot of crap i do i know it because i'm not gonna let go of what happened in miami i'm just not it's never gonna happen i'm a grudge holder it's just how i live but (laughs) what he's doing to kyrie irving is so unbelievably obnoxious i can't handle it he will first of all, he won't refer I get not referring to Dan Gilbert by his name. He just calls him ownership. Yes. I'm, I'm with that. Mm-hmm. Although I would have never gone back to play for Dan Gilbert in the first place, but mm. that's just me. Common sense. Uh, but he won't he only refers to him as ownership, which is right. fine. I like that. It's like a little, little subtle jab. I see you, LeBron. I like it. However, you can't be calling Kyrie a kid. 
He is a grown man. Okay. <laughs> he took his beard off. He's free, fair game to be he, called a kid. Listen, can we just listen to LeBron at the at media day yesterday? Please. I mean, I wish the kid, wish the kid great health. Um, and uh, the kid wanted to do what was best for his, uh, I guess, for his career. I try to do whatever I could, just try to help the kid be as great as he could be, or as great as he wanted to be. And uh, you know, and that's it. He's a kid. Kyrie, the kid now. Love it. You love it. Love <laughs> no, it. No, he's being way petty. And then he's talking about uh, he feels like he gave him the blueprint. Where you get that blueprint from? You got the blueprint from Pat Riley. All right. Oh my God. Don't don't you, be disrespectful. You telling me You got me it from that... the Godfather. You are passing the blueprint on to Kyrie. You got Stop. the blueprint from somebody else. Joy, you know he's got a blueprint. He's Where, got a blueprint. I want to know. Just tell me. All right. Just give me the number of how many championships he had before he played with Pat Riley and Dwayne Wade. I'll wait. It's zero. There's I gotta none. look at the stats. So you didn't, you weren't winning any championships before you came to Miami, all right? So don't forget where you got that blueprint from. Be a mad, you pass the blueprint on to somebody else. It's LeBron's blueprint. It's you not, see that hairline bouncing back? His hair's different every year. He's got a measurement for success, and Kyrie has it. Listen, I don't like talking about LeBron's hairline, all right? But I do want to say the fact that it's back, I feel like you should capitalize on that. You could just retire. You never have to bounce a basketball again in your life. You figured out how to regenerate hair. Hello? How are you? How are you not? How is it not the LeBron hairline line out? What's what? What are we, what are we doing? That's like an important thing to guys, right? He's saving it until he leaves. I don't understand. Rolling that. If you know out. how to do that, why are you? You you're a billionaire yeah. instantly. Yeah. You can buy the NBA. I don't get it. But overall, he's being very petty. You need to let that go. Always I can't petty. wait for the NBA season to get started. Oh, so much. So petty. soon. It's it's so here. So much petty. Especially I can't wait. Here. Oh, it's been such a petty off season. I can't. I can't wait <laughs> oh for it. Oh my god, so petty. It's so lovely. So if you're listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. you probably also know that I'm part of a show called Undisputed on FS1 that airs 9.30 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, Skip and Shannon Undisputed. And I do the podcast for that as well. And we do the top five segments from Undisputed every day on the podcast. You should go subscribe and download the podcasts on whatever it is that you listen to podcasts on all major platforms. And also check us out on FS1, Monday through Friday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Do the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Loser power rankings, hey. loser power rankings. Hey. Time for the losers, the loser power rankings. Best losers of the week. Do you like that? I like it. Okay, so this is our third week, obviously, of mm-hmm. loser power rankings because it's the third week of the NFL. And loser power rankings are my favorite losers of the week. This this week includes a, not my, my personal favorite because I wish that they hadn't lost, but right. they deserve to be on it, so therefore they are. But let's start with the Ravens, who I told you are irrelevant. I told you, you that's not true. You don't want to listen to me, but they are, and they are because they lost to the Jags, and anytime you lose to the Jags, you almost automatically uh, get put on the loser power rankings. That. Here's my new thing. <laughs> if you lose to the Jags, the Bengals, or the Browns, you almost automatically get put on the loser power and rankings. And that's, that's usually fair, but they were in London. They were in London. It's a little bit um, of a weird trip. So they got their ass kicked overseas. Which is even worse. Uh, they they got their ass kicked in front of people who live in another country, and this is the product that they're supposed to provide. Listen, I'm going to continue to defend the Had it been the a good game, had it been a good game, yes. they wouldn't be on this. But they lost 44 to seven to the Jags. Yes, that there were some That's difficulties. That's a, yeah. There, there's a lot of points not scored and a lot of points allowed to score. But I've said. That the Jaguars are a real team, and you will start to respect them eventually. I told you, I like the Jags' defense. I like Calais Campbell. They have a nice defense. But who's that guy on the other side? I'm not jumping on the Blake Bortles bandwagon. I'm telling you. It's not happening, playa. Listen, okay. So I did some research this time. Okay. Sacks are why you need to take the Jaguars seriously. They have 13 sacks on the season, Uh and they've only given up two. 
Blake Bortles, however you say his last name, mm-hmm. has been sacked twice, and they're sacking a bunch of quarterbacks all the time. Okay, I said I like their defense, but I'm not gonna not. It's not you. You will never talk me. I don't care how many statistics you throw out there or how much you smile about it. I'm not getting into Blake Bortles. Not taking sacks is really not, good, Joy. I will not do it. I'm not that kind of sucker. All right. So Ravens <sighs> number three on the power rankings. Number two are my stupid Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I can call them that. You can't. I can. <laughs> they lost to the stupid goddamn New York Jets. 20-6. to six. The and Jets I, fans I, out there, Actually, boy. I don't even want to say it 20-6. They lost 20 nothing because that garbage oh. time, stupid touchdown at the end of the game, I don't want to hear that. That's at Louisville's finest. Devontae Parker. I like Devontae Parker. Yeah. But I, I'm not – that shouldn't even count. They shouldn't have even allowed it. Like, no, you need to eat this whole entire donut – by yourselves. You don't get this extra little six to make it seem like you guys contributed to this stupid game. Okay. They're tanking. How do you lose to a team that's tanking? Exactly. That's the problem. The real losers are the Jets because they're going to keep winning this meaningless game. Well, no bleep, these meaningless Brandon. Games. Of course they're losers. That's why I'm mad about it. They're tanking. <laughs> well, the now, Jets I, listen, are I the real losers. I understand that the players themselves are not actually taking. They're not going out there with no pride on the line trying to win. But I feel like you go, if you're a Jets player at the beginning of the season, you're like, ah, where are we going on vacation like the second of the season is over? Yes, exactly. But they're definitely, definitely tanking and I'm upset about it. And I don't want to hear from Adam Gase about how he's tired of the offense. This is your deal, player. You arranged this True. whole situation and you got us all suckered in with 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 last year and, and the wild card situation. Okay, so I don't want to hear it. You fix it. This is your mess. You fix it. Okay, well, the last time that the Jets drafted a offensive player, period, first round, 2009, you know what? Mark Sanchez, another USC quarterback. They're trying to get Sam Darnold, and they're going to miss their chance on getting him by beating the Oh, I hope so Dolphins. badly. Oh, I hope they miss him so badly. These <laughs> stupid Jets. I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't deserve Sam Darnold, stupid Jets. <laughs> stupid Dolphins. You're losing, you're losing to a team that's tanking. It's insane. All right, finally, I have that off my chest. Get it together, oh Dolphins. I don't want any more of these stupid nonsense uh, losses. And Jets, please keep winning these me- meaningless games. It's my favorite. Win like four or five games. That's what I want the Jets to do. Don't do it, guys. Um, I can talk about the Jets. I was a Jets for Jets fan for one year. One year. Yeah. 2010. Like, it was a good year. I mean, you had to be. I did have to be. I didn't have yeah. a choice. You're right. <laughs> uh, finally, the Giants. <laughs> I I declared it. I declared it. I declared it was the end of the New York Giants. It's the end of Eli Manning, and they're zero and three. Although Odo Beckham Jr. still feels like they're in it. Oh. (laughs) He said you have thirteen more games. Right. So if you're thirteen and three, oh, okay, you're not gonna. He's he's gonna win out. He's doing the Aaron Rodgers bit. We're gonna win out, right? They did win. I don't think so. Okay, they did, but Aaron Rodgers was their quarterback. (laughs) Right. 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 Um. Yeah, that's not. It's not happening. They're they're on three. They're they're definitely not making the playoffs. It's it's over for the New York Giants. It's over for Eli Manning, Ben McAdoo, and that that. This is how big his thing is. This is the play sheet. He can't find a play to get them in the end zone. Cheesecake uh, factory like menu. Yeah, here we yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Can't. Here we go. Uh, which which play do we want? Ben McAdoo. Well, the, okay. The last time a playoff a team made the playoffs and started zero three. 1998 Bills. And they still lost, so it's like they could be interesting. You. They could be interesting. Look at you with the with the actual data. <laughs> we'll get to gut data facts though. How fancy? <laughs> uh, well, that's not going to happen this year. Uh, that was really that was that was nice, but I don't think that's going to happen this year. And uh, I I, may, I am interested to see what they do with McAdoo at the end of this season. Um, my eyebrows. They got to get him some eyebrows. Yeah. I told you you can't win with no eyebrows. Micro what? 
No Odell, no eyebrows, no, no wins. That's no how it wins. works, all right? No, simple as that. Also, please pay that man his money. You need Odell yes. Beckham Jr. so badly. So you need him so badly. Just pay that man his money. I don't even think that they're the worst 0-3 team in the NFL. So no, you got of course the... they're not because the Bengals are the worst 0-3 team. Remember I told you the Bengals oh, were going 0-3? Hot take. Do you remember that also? Yeah. I'm like Nostradamus, basically. I, yeah. Okay. I predict the future. Joy, you win. Yes. You, you can't win with that stupid wedding ring. I've been telling you this. One day you'll listen. <sighs> yeah. Franchise, I, I, franchise quarterback that wears the stupid rubber wedding ring, you're, it's, it's a failure. I was going to go Talk 49ers or Chargers. Uh, Bengals all the way. Bengals are going to win out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's a good transition. Those are the loser power rankings. The Ravens, the stupid Dolphins, and the Giants are your three uh, powerful losers this week. Yes. Uh, so you debuted something last week because you decided to not do any research. Fell uh, right backwards into this yeah, whole thing. And just, th- just you're just throwing things out there and so hoping that now. something sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, and you declared it gut data facts. Yes. Which uh, I'm going to describe as, yes, as information that comes from your guttural area. That is right in here. It's just based off of really just how you feel. It's, well, it's your emotional thoughts. And intuition. Sure. <laughs> and football intuition. Lies in your gut. Yes, right so, in here. So we're going to, people liked it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to bring it back. What is your gut data fact this week, Brandon? Listen, the Jacksonville Jaguars are the best team London has ever seen. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars to us are a joke. The Jacksonville Jaguars in London mm-hmm. are like the Patriots and the Cowboys. Like they see those guys, they see Marquise Lee and, 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 Blake Can't, Bortles and yes, Calais and they're Campbell. just like, oh my, they get mobbed, Joy. They get mobbed in London. I've never been out of this country, but they've been mobbed in London. I have, but like on cruises. I need to get a Does passport. That count? Yes. Do cruises count? Shouts out. Shouts out what? <laughs> Casamel, Mexico. Uh, no, Royal counts. Caribbean. That Shouts counts. out Royal Caribbean. That counts. Did you get yeah. off of the cruise ship? Yeah, of course. Okay. Come on, I went around. Does that count? I don't know. Okay. So that's, that's very American of you. London, though, <laughs> yes. the Jags uh, up there. All right, so as, it's it's my job, I guess, to to cross reference this. I guess it uh, is. Now. And they have won three straight games in London. Mm. Uh. They're three and two overall, so they're not perfect. But it seems like it seems like your gut had it going. I don't want to see your stomach. I think that's what you're. Is that's what you're going? I was going to do a soccer celebration. No. No. We're in a small room. I feel like it's going to get weird. Maybe later. I don't know how you know. Off camera. You know, athletic you actually are. I feel like some things are going to get knocked over. <laughs> Uh, no, not later either. No, thank you. We'll film it later. With guys. all due respect, no, thank you. Yeah, um, of thank you. You know, we want to keep it appropriate. So, so okay, so so good job. Your gut was correct this yeah. week. <laughs> your gut was correct this week. You're very much Follow on your gut, people. You know what? But however, I'm going to stop you down there. What? You are on. You are officially on the Jags bandwagon. And, and I'm going to make you – I'm going to allow you to do that. We, need, we have to maintain some credibility okay, Jags, around here. I'm down with Jags. I'm I know that you're, Jags. like, trying to stand up for Andy Dalton for some reason. You're alone on that. that I, I, I get, I, let me be clear, okay? I am not against people wearing wedding rings. I'm not even against the rubber wedding rings. I think they're very practical, mm-hmm. especially for men, because you guys, like, lose them and stuff. Like, they're $10. But, you can get a camo one, get really creative. Ooh. All right? Yeah. They're, they're, they're very, very convenient. But if you are a franchise quarterback, mm-hmm. you don't need to wear your stupid rubber wedding ring while you're playing a football game. Nobody's going to take you while you're on the field. Hot all right? Take. It's not like you take it off. You're, like, available now. Hot take. All right? I know it's, like, it's, like it's, it's just not available. It's fine. Okay. You, you can, no one is going to freak out if you have your wedding ring off while you're playing a football game. You can't win with it. I'm sorry. 
It's an omen, and I'm correct. Let me know when I'm wrong. But you are on the, ja- the Jags bandwagon now. You have to wear that for the rest of the season. Can't wait. No matter what happens. Leonard Fournette jersey. Let's order it today. <laughs> no matter Lake what Royals. happens, you're wearing that. <laughs> All right. Very good job out of you, Brandon, today. This is the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe, and uh, you can tweet us and give us your feedback. Uh, mm-hmm. Be kind-ish. Mm-hmm. No, just be honest. We can handle honest. Yeah. Uh, but thank you for listening. We'll check you next week, and uh, we love you. Bye.